Picture of a dog in a sweater. <laughs> right a sweet hello. <laughs> and obviously it showed up <laughs> on my FaceTime. <laughs> oh, that's fun. Maybe I'll post it on our Instagram so you can you all should. see the dog in a sweater. <laughs> you should. What kind of dog is it? I don't know. Oh, I'm I don't asking know dog the, type. I am asking the wrong person. <laughs> um four legged. Oh my god, what color is it? I don't know. It's in the sweater. The sweater goes all the way to its it nose. Is? Speaking of dogs, guess who's here? <gasps> Sadie. What an unhinged intro. Oh, my gosh. Where did you go? I don't know. Oh, you paused you me. <laughs> I can't get back to the call. There you are. Okay. Wow. What are you doing? Come on. All of a sudden, like, the door just, like, opened. Because it was, like, legitimately (laughs) shut. And (laughs) Stephen must have opened it for her. Because I just see the door open. And then she just walks in. And then it shuts behind her. And now she's just (laughs) sitting on the floor staring at herself in the mirror. (laughs) (laughs) Well, Sadie, this is the Unknown Subject. This is the Unknown Subject. Welcome. We're just a little more unhinged than usual. We are. Uh, We are. I'm Kelsey Paul. I'm Kelly McMaster's Parsons. Ooh, we're here to watch some Criminal Minds We today. are. We're going to be watching season four, episode six, The Instincts. Mm-hmm. Indeed. Indeed. I don't, I don't really remember much, so I'm excited to get into it and see I where we I just see go. that it says, Reed has some dreams that will reveal buried <laughs> memories. Reed has some dreams. Um... <laughs> Yeah, which like that, that's kind of fun because I feel like he hasn't really been a big part of a lot of episodes lately. Right. I feel like we said that at like the wrap of season three or maybe early on in season four. Yeah. How like he just kind of drops off the series kind of well, in season three. I was thinking back to last week's episode with the trains. Is that was last week? Mm-hmm. And I was like thinking about it and I don't know why it occurred to me, but like, I swear to God, we only saw him like maybe once or twice. It was like, yeah, he, was he was like at like, the maps. He was at the map. He was just standing at his map and that was all he was doing. So he hasn't been like actually in the field solving no. crime, like being at crimes. No. He's usually just at the maps these he's days. Just, he's just like Dora the Explorer, like looking at his maps. <laughs> in La Mochila. Say, say it with me. Map. Map. <laughs> How do you say map in Spanish? I don't know. Oh. <laughs> Should I know? <laughs> I well, obviously, you've seen enough Dora the Explorer to know. I haven't. Se- That's the thing. I haven't seen enough Dora the Explorer. You watch like one episode of Dora the Explorer. You get the gist. They're the same. Swipe or no swiping. Yeah. Swipe or no swiping. Say map. And then the map Come comes on, out of the backpack. Bam, backpack. Backpack. <laughs> this isn't a Dora the Explorer absolutely Podcast, not so we should just cut it off now anyway goodbye folks it was great this has been fun <laughs> bye-bye <laughs> it's over <laughs>
<laughs> no, it's not. Just kidding. It's we haven't even watched the episode yet, guys. Come on, beginning. come on. Um, do we do we want to talk about Confessions Killer now or later? You know, I had this thought. I feel like we should save it for the end. Okay. That, because that's, that's when we have talked about things like this in the past. <laughs> okay, fair enough. We'll leave it. We'll <laughs> leave it toward the end. Uh, that'll be a fun little. Uh, yeah, that's a hook, guys. To just you go can off on listen the to the, us talk about the confession killer at the end of this episode. Yes, that's a fun little treat for you at the end. Um, all right. Well, I'm ready to get into it. If you're ready to get into it. Well, I'm ready to get into well, it. If you're ready to get into it. Let's do it then. Okay. Um, I'm gonna press play in three. Two, one, play. Okay, here we go. Okay. Boo, 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 boo. The BAU We're is pointing our flashlight guns into everywhere. A dark room. Flash. They're just really like they look like they're playing flashlight tag. Like, what are we doing? Is this? This isn't real. This has to be the. This dreams. is a dream. That house isn't real. Look nope. how long that hallway is with nothing in also, it. Also, I'm pretty sure we've seen... Yeah, it's just like a long, empty hallway, and Reed is walking down it alone, and there's a door oh, at the end. there's a basement. Is he going to see that baby that Gideon caught? That <laughs> <laughs> he does flash back to that, but doesn't he? Someone does. Oh, uh, the football no. baby. <gasps> I, I remember. The legs. You sure it's him? No, yeah, you're way ahead of me. Okay, I've paused. Damn it. Okay, so we're Tell seeing me. little kid legs. You sure it's him? Who else could it be? I just want to make sure. Male, approximately six years old. I'm sorry. Indistinct murmuring? Yes. Okay. We've done it. Cooing. Oh, it's, oh, a, it's and the there's, baby. There's a baby. And what's that baby doing <laughs> what's here? What's that baby doing here? Title of the episode. And oh, he thinks it's JJ's baby. He's like, is that JJ's baby? And then he wakes up from the dream. He's that shirt the- looks like it's dinosaur print, but like <laughs> dinosaur scales. He's on the jet, and everyone's like, uh, you They're fell laughing asleep. at him. Silly Reed. And then he's all, he does that classic thing where you, like, tell your friends about the dream you just had, and they're all like, okay. Like, <laughs> <laughs> yep. Um, the other day, I told Cassie about one of my boring dreams. <laughs> it was the dream that I had to give myself a COVID test. I told you oh, about right. it, too, a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> So they're saying, now they're all dream readers, apparently, because they're all being like, hey, like, babies in dreams, like, the baby represents you, so, like, maybe you should sit this one out, Reed. And he's like, it's a fucking dream. Like, relax. (laughs) Yeah, it's a dream, baby. Did you notice he has a little American flag pin on his tie? No, I missed it. Oh, look at that little boy. He's cute. What a weird little detail. Also, JJ is rocking the side part for, like, the first time. Not the first time, but it's a rarity for JJ to have a side part. But it's beautiful. So we're talking about an abducted and murdered little five-year-old boy. He was abducted out of his yard, and then they found him a week later, like, in the desert. And he had new clothes, his nails had been trimmed, and his hair had been brushed. Ew. And now there's another little boy that's missing. And so they have to go see if they can find him. You know what's weird about this jet scene is the way they're sitting. Yeah. <laughs> like, they're not sitting in their usual table setup. No, like, some They're most sitting of them like are... they're on a public bus. Like, yes, like, on the side. The wall. Okay, so we're seeing what I think is we're the little in the boy. Closet. He's in a dark closet, and someone's and laying him out. And there's a man taking him by the hand. Ugh. The man has not been wearing shoes. He's wearing socks. 
Oh, he's about to smother the kid. Yeah, he puts him on the bed no. and lays him down. Oh, no, pillow's just oh, going to Oh, he doesn't. He gets in the bed with him. Oh, gross. And spoons him. He's the big spoon. The little boy's little spoon is real creepy. I hate it. It's everything that there is to hate about that. Ugh. Um, yeah, well, I still don't remember anything about this. I, I kind of remember it. I think we come back to that dream like four more times. In He's this just going to continuously have that. It was a cute baby, but you know. it was. <laughs> I love cute babies. Cute babies. Um, that baby is awesome. That baby is. Aw- you had a baby. <laughs> All right, we're coming okay. to the end of the opening ceremonies. Opening ceremonies. Wrapped. Long fade to black. Okay. We're in Las All right. Vegas, we are in Nevada. Which is Reed's hometown. This is Reed's hometown. Do you think he's going to see his mom? Do you think Ooh, we get the beautiful Jane Lynch in this episode? I think we might. Is she my favorite celebrity guest spot on this show? Does she qualify? She total, Jane Lynch totally qualifies as a as a guest spot. Oh, she just came. Her name just came up. She's in the episode. Sweet. Perfect. All right, so we've met local detective. We're in a neighborhood. I'm going to call him Mr. Grumpy Gills. He does look grumpy. Um, so they're saying that they want to send a lot of the cops away because they, if the unsub is around, they don't want to spook him. Mm-hmm. Um, so they're going to go into the house, meet the um, mom, Is this? The oh, this is the family of the missing kid. Okay. okay. I remember these parents, but I still don't remember anything about this crime. They look so plain. So plain. He, the dad has definitely been in some stuff. Like, he's one of those, like, white male actors who just, like, is kind of in the background of a lot of stuff. <laughs> you know? Don't we say that about so many so of the men that appear in many this show? Many of the dads. Like, so many yeah. of the dads of yeah. victims were like, he has been in a lot of stuff just as playing a generic white man. It's yep. true. His, His eyes, eyes are, are so close, close together. together. <laughs> It looks weird. The other day, Cassie came into the living room. And she goes, are my eyes too far apart? <laughs> I was like, no. And, she, and then I was like, why would that? Like, what? What would she, she goes, What well, would she have done if you said yes? I don't know. She says, well, I just don't want them to be too far apart. Oh, my God. Okay. It was so hilarious. They're talking to the parents. And so they asked the parents if it was normal for the little boy to be, like, walking to his, walking home from his friend's house, like, by himself. And, like, immediately. Immediately the parents get all defensive and the dad is like, I didn't want to baby him. It's like, he's fucking five. (laughs) Yeah, that's too young. You're not babying him. Like, he is like basically a a baby. baby. Okay, we are at the first victim. In the morgue. They do think that the victim was smothered. Okay. Um, And... Also was starved. Yes, because he had nothing in his stomach or in his intestines. Um, so, so he said they looked for evidence of starvation. Uh, ew, ew, and the squishy, squishy part, part of the, of the eyeball. eyeball. Oh, um, he was getting nutrients. He just okay. wasn't but physically eating. And he says there's no marks to indicate an IV, though. Huh. Interesting. A mystery is afoot. Oh, well, yeah. Uh, all right. Ain't that always the case? Rossi all right, we got and Rossi and JJ, just two Emily. badass blazers. That's 100% <laughs> right. Emily. <laughs> I don't know. What They're out in the desert. They're looking, I think, at the uh, dump spot. Yeah. 
Yeah, this is our dump site. Dump site. I couldn't think of the Dumps word like a site. Truck. Truck. <laughs> yeah, you just said spot. Um. So they're saying so like he wasn't. Well, they're saying like wrapped in anything. He could like he looked like pristine and like perfectly clean when they found him. And they're like, how is yeah. that possible if he's out in the middle of the desert? And so that's why like Rossi's like, well, maybe you wrapped him in something. It's like, yeah, but they don't find any wrappings and they don't find any fibers on his body or anything. Right. So like doesn't make sense. Um, so they're assuming he part like they're we're kind of reenacting how he would have done it. Mm-hmm. And he would have had to park far away. Yep. And you need to go in deeper where you won't be seen by the road. Right. So they're saying, like, it doesn't make sense. Like, if you're going to dump a body in the desert, like, you have so much space to play with. Like, why would you not, <laughs> like, really conceal it? Like, why would you, and, like, unless right. you want them to find him because right. he wasn't that far off the road. Um, Like, okay. he's being prepared for a funeral is what prentice said and then now they're gonna go to the actual funeral yeah so they're saying because they think the unsub might show up yeah the first victim's funeral is the next day there's a chance they might be able to catch the unsub that way and so um they're telling the current family whose child is missing like do they want them to go? And, like, yeah. I think the dad's like, I don't think my wife is going to want to do that. And he's like, yeah. Well, but the husband, like, is totes in. Yeah. So now okay. JJ. JJ goes in. Because this woman looks like JJ. They do. They look like they could be related. This could not be a more obvious parallel. Oh, yeah. It's like, look, JJ's pregnant. They're wearing the same color. Yeah. Which is white. Yep. Um, so JJ's just being her, like, perfectly beautiful, understanding self. And she's trying to make the mom feel better. Yep. Um, They're hanging out in the room of the kid. Yeah. And, like, the kid and the mom was, like, looking at a picture of the little boy. And she she was talking about how she had to pick, like, a photo to go, like, on the missing flyers and, like, on the news. Mm-hmm. And she's like, I didn't know if I was picking the right one. And JJ's like, anything you could have chosen would have been right. It's fine. Yeah. Um... The woman says she feels like a monster because she blames her husband because he let him walk home. Yep. Um, and JJ's basically kind of having a moment. Yeah, JJ's just you know she's just having empathy, all kinds of empathy. Oh, and now we oh, find a half-eaten candy bar, a candy bar under the pillow. Yep. And they giggle and they laugh. It was like coconut filled. That's disgusting. And he literally took like a half of a micro bite. Like could not have been less of it's a bite. So Probably tiny. was like, wait, this isn't the this candy is bar I thought it was. Coconut. This is disgusting. But I didn't want to. What's it called? Mounds. Ew. That's what they call it. Yeah. <laughs> That's what they call it. Um. Yeah, they're still just having a mom like we're still talking about this <laughs> so far this episode is kind of boring it is <laughs> like, okay I'm the phone rang like, though oh. shit's about to get interesting all right we gotta wait okay garcia's ready with her butterfly clips oh so many so many butterfly clips. a little late for butterfly clips i would say i would agree <laughs> um so JJ comes in and she oh says gosh, that someone she thinks, the phone. yeah, she thinks the mom should be the one to answer, not the dad. Um, so the mom's like, so she's, all right. So, yeah. Hodge just like, all right, Amy, <laughs> come on. Here we go. It's your big day. And they get the go typical ahead. coaching, which is like, make him, keep make, him on the line, keep him on the talk line, about him. talk about him as a person, make him see him as an actual human being. 
and um, like make the unsub just talk yeah talk 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 because he'll just keep revealing things um he's got his voice covered up of course yes he's got like a like technology thing that makes him sound like a robot we haven't had this kind of situation no. since like since like do you, do you like, like chocolate, chocolate? um so the Hun sub says that he's like i didn't say that he's all right so like there's already that threat of like and he says he's in a better place now and now they're all just like eyes to each other just yeah, like, like oh what? shit what oh. uh and so the mom's like may i speak to michael and then he says he knows what a bad mother you were and then he hangs up okay so our unsub definitely has some mommy issues so many mommy issues um, so uh, she Garcia can't triangulate the call. It's just like a throwaway phone. He's mobile because it's bouncing between a couple of towers. But yeah. he didn't travel outside of Vegas, so they at least know that that he's like still. Well, there's in the not city. much outside of Vegas. There really isn't desert, desert until you get to LA. <laughs> yes. So now that was a lot for Amy, the mom. So she's got to go lie down. Um, and then JJ to the husband is like, why don't you also go be a husband? So like JJ, yeah, JJ's like, okay, let me keep your marriage together. Yeah. Like she's like fully marriage counselor JJ at this point. (laughs) Yeah. Um, so Morgan and Reed come in. So there's no sexual assault. Yep. On the victim. Yeah. So. That's about it. Now it's nighttime. (laughs) The details are truly just trickling in. They really this are. This just seems like a nice normal case. All right, Reed's asleep. He's asleep on the couch. Oh, is he at the at the their family's house? house? Yeah. Oh, he's waking up. Okay. He is just wandering around to the basement. Into the basement he goes. So you gonna see those legs again? <laughs> yeah. You see us, the legs? I guarantee you we see the legs. So are we supposed to believe that this is the family's basement? Yep, there's the legs. Just there's two tennis the legs. shoes. Oh. Someone's behind him. Is it Rossi? Because those are Rossi jeans. They do. They were Rossi jeans. They're like dad jeans. Okay, yep, here comes yes. Rossi. Say so they couldn't find any evidence of forced entry. Says, this time Morgan's did... in the dream. He wasn't in the dream before. Now Reed is like rubbing, rubbing his, his shirt. shirt. And like, Re- oh, 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 it's oh. Covered, he's covered in leeches. Leeches. <gasps> And he's half asking Morgan to get up. <laughs> so Re- Morgan comes in and wakes him up and he's like, what the fuck, dude? And then the family upstairs, the parents come down and they're like, what the fuck is going on? You're screaming in my house. <laughs> and and the- Reed's like, sorry. <laughs> oh, my God. Uh, the- this is so this awkward. Is that, <laughs> this episode that could not have been more boring takes a turn takes when Reed is covered in legion. Awkward turn. Very awkward turn. So Craig the dad is pissed because he's like, I just got violently woken up by an FBI agent screaming from my living yeah. room. And then, and then the mom is like, are you okay? Was that about my kid? And he's like, no, sorry. And she was like, I've been afraid to, like, fall asleep because I don't want to have a dream. And she's like, and I don't want to dream that he's going to die. Wow. There's a lot of heavy, extreme face acting heavy happening. Heavy face acting. This episode is just too real. I don't know. Something about yeah. it is just so different. And Well, when the ki- when kids are the victims, like, it is, it is hard. It's hard to not yeah. be just, like, truly disturbed by it. Not to say that, like, when adults are the victims it's not disturbing it's just like the kid thing makes it particularly the way they write about it always seems to be a little they don't include as much 
that's just so outlandish and silly. Right. So, it's, yeah, it is grounded very much in reality because, like, this kind of thing definitely does happen and it's disturbing. Yeah. yeah. Um, so Reed is saying Reed that, like, he has sad. this fear that, like, you know, about the boy dying and him not being able to do anything about it. Yeah. So right, now we're it's back morning. with tiny eyes. The mom's creeping behind tiny eyes like she's about to take a knife out and stab he do- him. His eyes are tiny and they're very close together. Um, but they're getting ready for the other kid's funeral, and they do not look happy about having to go. Like, just, she like, definitely staring. seems pissed that he's making her go. But, like, come on. And, and she's she like, she can't do it. She's like, nope, I'm out. See you later. And then the dad is like, no, where's you're JJ? Coming. Yeah, we're together, JJ. Where's JJ to defuse this situation? She's not there. She's not there. Morgan's not wearing a tie. His shirt's unbuttoned a little too yeah. far for my taste. <laughs> <laughs> for a funeral? So we the woman, see so that. The, Amy, the mom, is making a valid point, which she's like, you're asking me to go to this little boy's funeral as I'm sitting here worrying that my son is going to be next. Like, I cannot watch. Like, also, I don't know this family. Like, I feel like I am intruding. I feel like that's, like, a thing. Right. Um, and she's just like, you can't give me a statistic on if I'm going to be able to f- see my kid again. Like, this sucks. Just all about the- everything about this yeah. sucks. Yeah. And the team and is. And they're just trying to be yeah. like, listen, this is our strategy. Mm-hmm. We are pretty sure this is going to work. Yeah. Like, just trust us. Yeah. All right. We're giving the profile to so many people. Oh, wait. They're all going to the funeral. I was like, why are they right. all in suits? Yeah. <sighs> So they're all, they're basically, because they're hoping that he's going to show up at the funeral, they're just like, this is what you should look for. It's a white guy. He's in his 20s and 30s. He's going to show up in a suit, but it's not going to be a nice suit. He's going to drive a car that's four wheel drive, like, like a truck. Look at those ears. Wow. (laughs) Lots of really interesting facial details in this episode. (laughs) Yeah. This episode is just strange. Yep. All right. So this is about remorse. Yeah, they're saying he has a high That's level why we of remorse. He'll be there today. With, yep. And so basically, okay. they're saying like they want the other cops like if they do see someone, they have to like memorize his oh, license JJ. plate, which is like such pressure <laughs> to be like. I know. Don't. I could never do it. No. I think about that all the time. Like if I get hit and run or something, I'm like, I'm not going to remember that. So the mom is worried about leaving the phone unattended, unattended if the unsub calls, and they leave another agent there to say that, like, they're at the funeral and to pretend that she's, like, a family friend or something. Yeah. All right. Reed's in the bedroom. He's also getting left behind. Or is he coming? Okay. He says, know. we're almost ready to go. So he's probably supposed to go. Um, and oh, he's being all reedy and, like, odds are we'll catch the unsub when he dumps the body. Right. And this and is all sucky. Mor- Morgan's like, yeah, I know the odds. Like, I do this job, too. Thanks. <laughs> like, Yeah. Um, so, all right, now we're talking about his childhood. Yeah. He didn't have dinosaurs. He wasn't into dinosaurs. He had books and he, notebooks and poems. He liked poems because his mom was a literature professor. And he liked Bob over Dylan. Yeah, well, this is, like, another thing where we're, like, we're just, like, kind of randomly getting weird details about his childhood. We're, like, listen, we get it. You were a baby genius. Your mom <laughs> was a, a nerd. And now she has schizophrenia. Like. Yeah. Look yeah. at all those frogs in that poster in the that background. Was a lot They're of frogs. just piled up on each other. 
So now he's dead talking boy. about his dream of the dead boy. And he says Oh, he's that, been having that dream since he was a little kid. Yeah. So Dang. it's like a recurring nightmare, like for years and years and years. Um, so Morgan's like, you got to take some time off. Like, we don't care. <laughs> yeah. And Reed's like, I got to find the boy. Yeah. Reed is Gideoning. That's what he he's doing. He is. He is so Gideoning. Mm-hmm. Oh my God, that is totally it. He's being That's, obsessive. Gideon. Is boring. <laughs> it's it a is. season one episode. That's it what is. it is. All right. Um, so we're, we're at, at the funeral. funeral. Look at all lots those and lots and lots of together. people standing um, so close. Yeah, not six feet apart. <laughs> not um, six feet apart. I think about this sometimes, all actually all the time when I watch like old television shows. I'm like, man, they're so close together. It's like, my first thought. It's so weird. All right, all right we're we're looking around. We're taken in the faces. Yeah, everybody's head is on a swivel. Like we gotta look around and see people who don't make sense. Mm-hmm. And so the we're mom, the, the, the mom's mom, taking a look. Amy is also taking a look, and she goes, and she's like, he's here. It's like, how do you know? <laughs> like, you're just sensing it. Yeah. So they're looking around. And we're zooming in on Reed. Yep. And now Reed is and like. And he's daydreaming about the coffin being open. And the little boy sitting up and going, why aren't you helping me? Creepy. <sighs> and then creepy. he sees And there's Jane Lynch with little him. With baby Reed with his baby glasses. Her wig. And she says, wow. Spencer, pay attention. Like, oh boy. I can't with this episode. I really can't. It's <laughs> And now it's he's having watch. he's having his read like staring which was like Gideon where he just kind of stares off and goes, I've yeah. been here before. Like he's like his little connections, all his little neurons are firing. Oh, oh there's some guy with his camera phone out. Yeah, taking pics. And That's Emily weird. sees it and Emily she sees it. Points it out to Rossi. Her and Ro- now we're all Hosh making subtle eye contact. It. Oh yes, we are about all this talk- weird uh, We're talking with our eyes. It's an all And now they just like obviously very are obviously wandering around the They gang. walk like literally right in front of the grave. <laughs> and they end up immediately behind the grave. And the, the guy, guy notices the and he's like, "Uh, what?" He's like, I read about this in the paper. Like, I'm not friend or family. Like, sorry. Yeah. And now you're at the funeral. It's like, just yeah, like, that's fucking pics? weird. And he was like, yeah, like, it was sad. I love kids. Ew, you are not making yourself sound normal, ew. sir. Yeah. Even, like, we're only halfway through the episode, so this can't be him. No. But still, like... <laughs> Rossi what just goes, fucking weirdo. we're going to take a walk. And we're going to do it very quietly. <laughs> so come on. <laughs> And they just turn him around and are like, okay, here we go. <laughs> How much do you want to bet the mom? Oh, I thought the mom was going to be like, did you take my son? And <laughs> she, she just like runs out. across the g- grave and just tackles him. Yeah. All right. So now All we're right, interrogating we're... creepy funeral man. Yeah. And they're like, you're going to help us with this investigation. He's like, you don't have a right to question me or search me. And they're like, why? What are you afraid that we're going to find? Do you like videotaping other things besides funerals? Ew. Prentice has her face on that she had in seven seconds yes. when she grilled the uncle. When like, she's just like, She could I... save this episode. She's like, I am ready to fuck up a child molester's day. Like, yeah. All ball right. with the ball, you know? I don't know where my brain is. <laughs> I don't know either. 
this is the weirdest episode, both of Criminal Minds and the Unknown Subject. I'm it's unsettled. Just, it's freaking weird. Oh, and Reed had an imaginary friend he just shared with us. Oh. Um. Oh. Okay. Okay. So we found a, kid. an old case. Um, oh. of a boy that was murdered in Las Vegas when Reed was about four, and they found him in his found basement. In so that fits the, the dream. Dryer. He'd oh. been sexually abused and stabbed. So I'm guessing Ooh. that Morgan is probably just thinking, like, you probably saw this on the news when you were four and have completely, yeah. like, just made this part of your subconscious somehow. All right, so we're back in All the right, interrogation. So Prentice is going in. Does death excite you? Why you? That's it. Death gets you off. Yeah. And he's like, I don't Ew, touch. He doesn't Ew. touch. <coughs> so <coughs> gross. And he goes, I'm not sick. And she goes, I think you are. <laughs> like, <laughs> oh. Yes. Go in, Emily. She is just like. She is. She's doing that thing. Mm. She's doing the thing. She does it when she just talks really fast and she's like, oh. He says, I've he never, never would molest- have molested that boy. Nope. The one from the funeral. Ew. Which the way he phrases it makes it seem like it wasn't him, like some other guy. Well, it also makes it sound like I never would have molested that boy, but I would have maybe <laughs> molested a different one. Like, <laughs> no, he okay, doesn't he, touch. So he, he says, does videotapes. They don't. He doesn't know the details of the murder, so they're pretty sure it's not him. Um, and he goes, he mm. assumes that the boy was molested, but we know, but we know no, he wasn't. there's no sexual assault, so he doesn't know what the fuck he's talking about. Well, I mean, listen, we can't, can, like, you can't, you can't know that he wasn't, like, he wasn't, like. Right, he wasn't violently um, in a way that would show marks, but yes, yeah. there's, there, that's true. Like, there's no, there's no, you can't know for sure, like, yeah. what. There are many things that constitute molestation. True. All right. So they tell the parents that the guy that they got at the funeral, like, isn't him. And they're clearly disappointed. Now we're seeing. We are seeing some old truck. It's like a four wheel drive, just like they profiled. So it's probably our unsub. And he pulls up in the desert under a tree. And there's a house there. Oh, this is our unsub. We see our little boy. He's the same little boy that's been abducted. I don't remember his name. Do you remember his name? Michael. Michael. Um, the phone rings. Okay. So at the parents. Amy, the mom, answers it. It's the electronically disguised <laughs> voice of the unsub. Um, oh, he was at the funeral. Yep. And, and he, he saw said, the FBI. Yeah, he's like, so put the FBI ahead. on the fucking phone. And Hotch oh, is like, what up, trying dude? to trick me. And he said, but well, you Well, yeah, they did arrest the wrong person. Yeah. Because there were multiple creeps there. Like, they still got a creep. Whatever. And he says, we only have three minutes. And Hotch is like, no, we can talk as long as we want. And he says, that's not the rules. So he has rules that he's oh. playing by. Um, so Hotch okay. is just, like, doing so, his thing. We're talking about how the parents don't deserve the kids. Mm-hmm. And he's saying, well, you must really care for them. Because, like, you put them in new clothes. And, like, you take care of them. Um, okay, so he doesn't think that, I don't know, He th- he's speaking as the kids, kind of. Oh, and he says that he, Amy, the mom, the so-called mother, looked right at him. Oh, the mom t- steals the phone, and she starts yelling yeah, at the unsub. Begging, please bring my son back. And, she, and then she says she'll do anything. Please don't Bad hurt my baby. And, and then, then he, he hangs, hangs up. up. And Hotch just looks at her like... Damn it, I was making Lady. headway. <laughs> okay, now we see 
Michael back, in, back the in the closet again. Oh, is he going to smother him? Oh, is it time? Oh, no. Okay, so they're playing All the right, video. So we're re-listening the, yeah. to the phone call. Yep. And, and Hotch is like, hey, JJ, why don't you go chill this these parents out? Um, so and they're now they're pissed. mad at the FBI because like, the FBI arrested the wrong guy. Yeah. It's like, we can't help it that another pedophile is right. there doing weird shit. Right. Um, so... Oh, oh, is it a female? They think it's a woman. Reed just said he thinks it's a female because of like the way she described the clothes that he was wearing, like down to the specific color. Like they were like, men don't do that. Like men would be like, that shirt's green, not like that right. shirt is forest green. Like, <laughs> <laughs> um, and then Rossi drops this fact that women abduct abduct babies, mm. men abduct children. Interesting, which. We have experience with women abducting babies on this show, too. Yeah. Was that this season or last season? I don't remember. This season. No. <laughs> no. No. <laughs> um, okay. okay. So we're talking about a mental institution yes. for some reason. So we're going to try and narrow it down connection. to women who have been released from mental institutions. Possibly had a death of her own child that she's dealing with. Mm. Um, but uh, he probably for once, I guess he died. Oh my god! For once, Garcia's like, yeah, I can't search that because like those those health records are like protected. And it's like, since when <laughs> yeah. has that ever been an issue for you, Garcia? <laughs> like- <laughs> <laughs> All right, Reed is at his mom's place. Yep, and, and he says that he doesn't. That his mom is not there to see his mom. Yeah, he's he there to see help about the his case. mom's doctor. Okay, um, who also, about this woman who might have been institutionalized. Right. Um, so they're saying he would have, she would have been let out, like, right before the first abduction. Um, and he's like, normally, like, I, like, we can't open these files, but, like, we really need the help. Like, she is yeah, delusional. Yeah, someone who lost a kid, yep. probably around five. And so the so doctor's like, I'll help doctor's you out. like, all right, I've got my marching orders. And so he's like, looking is Spencer going to go see his mom? He does. He yes. walks over and he's like, hey, mom, there she is. She's Jane Lynch. She is just wearing just the ratty ass house coat of all yeah. house coats. <laughs> it's so ratty. She looks busted. And so she looks sweaty. She does. She, she says that like she doesn't like that he has a job that is like so sad and talk and makes him think about sad things. Um, and he's like apologizing for not seeing her sooner yep and on he, this visit and she says something else is going on there like what else is going on and he's like i'm nothing and she's like no we, we feel, feel things. things so she knows Something's inherently up. that he's having these nightmares yes okay so All right, we are reviewing the footage now we're looking at the ladies yep. to see the suspicious ones and so they're asking the mom because they're like, at some point you looked up and said, like, he's here. So, like, think back to that. Like, what made you think that? And she points out another blonde woman and she goes, it's her. And so, um, of course, in their criminal mindsy way, she's going to enhance the image in a way that is physically impossible in <laughs> video. Suddenly, it's going to be a high definition. It's going to be a high totally definition. face on. Zoomed self-portrait. in. Self-portrait. Like, will perfectly match to her license photo. It'll be amazing. 
Um, so All right. Reed is up. talking to his mom yeah. about Riley Jenkins, who is the kid that mm-hmm. was murdered. And she says uh, that but she thinks that he's mistaken and he's, and that's, and she goes, I've been, see-, he's like, maybe I've been seeing things. And of course she's like, no, you're not seeing things. You do not have schizophrenia. Like, do not say that. Yeah. And also you don't remember seeing this kid being dead. Yep. You don't remember it. Okay. You didn't go to this funeral. You didn't see a dead kid. Yeah. And he goes, I remember going to a funeral. And she's like, well, maybe it was your Uncle Daniel. And he's like, I also remember us moving. Um, And she's like, okay, well, whatever. Like, but she just keeps saying, like, we feel things. And she keeps saying, yeah. like, as his mother, she knows, like, what he knows. It's very weird. Okay. So the, uh, doctor- the doctor comes back and says, we don't know anyone who matches this description. Yep. Um. So the doctor is saying, though, that if if it's a woman who has the kind of issues that they're talking about, it wouldn't matter so much about when she got released, but it would matter more on whether or not she stays on her medication. So, like, that is going to be the thing. If she goes off her medication, then we're fucked. <laughs> so. Right. right. Um, oh, and, and then she, the, his mom says that she went off medication when she was pregnant. With Reed. So Reed is like, okay, so women abduct newborns, not children. And he's like, would it be possible? He goes to the doctor. He says, would it be possible for like a woman who's operating in a delusion to convince herself that a five-year-old boy is her baby that she gave birth to? Super weird. Super weird. These are huge leaps. Super weird. This episode is weird. And so he says, I, okay. oh my God, I remember. Ew, she's breastfeeding them. That's why they would, they had nutrition, but there were no IV marks oh. or anything. Cause she's breastfeeding them. Ew, Cause she thinks they're babies. She thinks they're <gasps> babies. So we're seeing her in her like little unsub delusion. And her delusion. She sees them as like literal babies in a crib. Like, ew. And she's just like, night night, baby. Who she look like? She looks like Renee Zellweger. She does. And then, and then it, like, the delusion CGI's wipes away. the delusion away. And it's not a nursery. It's just a room. It's, and Michael's like and laying there. And he's like, I just had a mouth on a boob that I didn't want to have my mouth on. <laughs> Why does she kill them then? Does she kill them or do they die because like they're not getting enough nutrition? Mm, true. Um, okay, she assaulted a fellow secretary. She bit off part of her ear. What the fuck? Mike Tyson style. Okay, so they don't have a last known address, so they're going to try running some vehicle plates. They find a car registration. It's not good. It's registered to her dad, but he's dead. And he lived in Reno, so they're going to pull up birth records. So if she's actually breastfeeding, she had to have just given right, birth. Right, because like her body has life. to know, like has to need to do that. Has to be making that. Yeah. yeah. She did give birth, but the baby was removed from her care. Okay. Because she so she holds well. the boys for seven days. Okay, because uh-huh, that's how long and she that's had how long them. the okay. baby was taken away. Okay, now we know. How okay, she's okay, them. okay. Um, so we're well, reading the social <sighs> services report. Um. And she stopped taking her meds for the health of her fetus. Yep. Yep, yep, yep. And they're saying, but due to, like, her no. mental health, like, she really needs to be on meds. And she's also What's really she not fit. What's she doing with these logs? She's just throwing she's logs throwing around. logs around? Oh, they have an address, she's- though. So they know where to go. All right. Here we go. Everybody's leaving. Everybody's going to rush out the door. JJ's going to stay behind. Okay, now she's, she's got covering gasoline. the logs in gasoline. 
What is she what? doing? She's not going to burn the <gasps> kid, right? She's going to try. I do remember this. But no. why? She didn't try to burn the other one. Yeah, she wants to leave him pristine. What the fuck is going on? Maybe because on? she was e- because it was escalated. Maybe. All right. So they're like, watch yourselves. She's truly delusional. <laughs> <laughs> if she has a, mo- she might have a moment of clarity and realize what she's done, which would also make freak her the fuck out. Her freak out. Yeah. yeah. Okay. All right. We're all boop booping around the house. Yeah. Boop booping. Emily's <laughs> gonna go in first. Let's as try Emily a door. Does. It works okay oh we're both her and hotch went in at the same time okay multiple entrances okay oh there she is is with a with a bundle it doesn't a bundle that's not a baby it does not a boy size it doesn't look like michael but clearly they think that it's a child because and we're supposed to probably also believe it's a child but like well yeah nobody stays behind to see michael right so they'll run after michael. her she's running and they're like she's going to the garage she's totally gonna throw it on the fire and they're gonna think that she just threw michael in the fire <laughs> but it's not michael there's no way it's michael he's in the house that package is too what small just lit that fire on like we started that fire though no she wasn't close holding the bundle she wasn't close enough to it to like light a match all right, so she goes, my baby's uh, dead. And Prentice is like, no, actually, someone else is taking care of your baby. Like, your baby's fine. Yeah. All right, more people are pulling up. Everybody's running around. Who's late to I the guess. party? Reed. Reed. Oh, Reed's right, because go he the was kid. with his mom. Okay, yeah. So he's going to go right, find the kid. he doesn't know what's going on. Right, he has no He idea. goes into the house. He's a little behind the times Why here. wouldn't he, like, get on his comms and, and be, be like, like, where is everybody? Hey, all right, guys, what's going Give on? Me an update. So Before I just go point my gun around this house. Yes. The cinematography in this is very dramatic because they're all on one side of the fire and she's on the other. So they're like looking at her yeah, through the flames. This is beautiful. And she's just, they're, they're doing their she classic thing. saying her baby is dead. Right. But they're like, no, They're no, trying no. to reason with her and be like, your baby is fucking fine. Like, please do not kill this child. And they're like, we can't get a clean shot but also like she's not technically armed but it's like she's standing in front of a very large bonfire but, like, yeah she might throw that baby on a fire reed find the kid find, find the michael, kid find michael find michael so he sees a door that has like a deadbolt thing it has some weird locks yeah okay so all right morgan's got a shot <gasps> oh does our timing not work out here there's Michael. There's Michael. Okay, so Reed says, I've got Michael. I've so he finally his uses his freaking radio. And he's like, Why I have Michael. anybody who just run around and tackled her? Truly, I don't know. Oh, and in and the bundle goes. And she throws the bundle on the fire. I'm guessing Teddy and Bear. And it is. Teddy Bear. Teddy Bear. Teddy Bear. I win. Teddy Bear in the <laughs> I win. Teddy Bear in the bundle. And they all just sadly. Yeah, and now the they. Has no one just apprehended our unsub? Like, maybe you should put We all just sadly her. watch a, a teddy bear burn. Now they're all just like staring at the fire like you do when you're like a little drunk at a bonfire and you're just like, <laughs> I can't deal with anything. Uh, that's else. when I always find myself thinking, this is so hot. What if I just touched it? <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> all right, so Michael's parents show up and like the mom and the unsub just like stare at each other for a second. Yeah, we have a little mom tete a tete. Yep, and then she goes running over. And mm, where is he? Be- there he, he is. is. Hotch comes out holding his hand. Oh, and, and they reunite. Runs over and says, hi, mom. Dad's close-eyed dad is there. Everybody's happy. He's kissing his arm. Yeah, it's it weird. <laughs> <laughs> All 
Um, oh, so right. he needs to get checked out by a doctor, but they're like, he should be fine. Like, it doesn't seem like anything's really wrong with him. Yeah. He had that delicious breast milk. Oh, <laughs> God. That's so gross. You ever think about the fact that the milk we drink is just cow breast milk? <laughs> yes, I do think about that. <laughs> that's weird. It is weird. Think about the first person who did that. We're the only species that drinks another types of animals milk like other animals it's don't not right do that it's shit. not right but i love so many things that are made with dairy that i can't go back <laughs> it does like yeah i don't want to like drink like human cheese or human milk human and cheese? have human cheese <laughs> but it seems to make more biological sense um all right. Anyway. So Morgan, Morgan and, Reed and Reed are talking again. They're having a heart to heart. And Reed is still obviously like very convinced that like something about this case like has something to do with him. And Morgan is like, listen, like you have a photographic memory. You're a flipping genius. Like, of course you remember stuff from when you're four. Like that, like, yep. it doesn't mean anything. But Reed like still doesn't seem like he buys it. Like, yeah, it's still bugging him. He's still him. bothered by this. Um, um and morgan is saying like if that case was just kind of like stuck in your brain all of this time and like now we come back to a case where like it happened in your hometown it's a similar age kid like he's like it's not a mental leap to think that that would trigger something in your brain and like make you think about it again like enough yeah. of the circumstances are the same he also is like that whatever you experienced then led you to this job right. and now you do a lot of good yeah. like you found that kid today so yep it's a good day so they're gonna and then Hotch is like do you think we could find something to do in vegas for the night they're gonna hang giggles they're gonna <laughs> hang out for the night in vegas. the bro squad's gonna go out how much like, do you think that costs the, tax- the taxpayers to keep the jet <laughs> on the tarmac for an extra night <laughs> All right, so we're back to see Reed's mom. And she just goes, oh, the little boy is fine. And he's like, how did you know that? And she goes, a mother just knows. Yeah, she probably saw the news. Yeah. <laughs> Let's be real. Um, um, so he says he's going to sleep over. Yeah. And ha- sleep over with his mom. And she says, if anyone tries <laughs> to keep him any longer than that, I will scratch your eyes out. So she has like a lot of like you like can tell like fear about him also being institutionalized because right schizophrenia is genetic like she that's clearly like a big fear that she personally has all right yeah. the rest of them all right they're all eating eating asian food yeah because they have chopsticks that's why that's why we're making that leap on that one they got wine uh, this is i love scenes of them all just eating they're together. having a good time now we see the unsub she's just like in a cell just like hugging a pillow just looking sad but Back everybody else crew. is laughing and laughing. happy. Hotch just told a silly joke, I bet. Yep. Prentice is eating a chicken wing. <laughs> <laughs> oh, JJ's just rubbing, her, rubbing belly. her belly. She's like, oh man, I got indigestion. That's too much lo Michael's home. Michael's home. His parents where he belongs. Also, of course, we're listening, upstairs. we're listening to Bob Dylan because well, Reed said that he listened to Bob Dylan when he was a kid. And oh, mom, and the marriage is fine. She reaches saved. back for her husband. Yep, they hold hands as they walk up the stairs. Look at that. Everything is right with the world. Who's that? Oh, that's, Jane Lynch. Yeah, so that's Reed's <laughs> mom sleeping. And, and now we're going to go over to Reed. sleeping on the couch. 
and Laying guarantee he's gonna have another dream that kid that yeah that kid's file he, yeah he's got right the file open so it's like oh, his eyes are going oh he's yeah REM sleep oh we're seeing neurons, neurons firing, firing. <laughs> okay he's got his flashlight right, we're in the basement he sees a man in a pink shirt oh. behind the dryer and he says put your hands in the air throw the baby <laughs> like a football and he turns so he stands up and there's the little boy's feet what's gonna happen show me your face he turns around and he's that guy he's that guy and reed says dad fade to black mark gordon damn what a weird weird episode such a weird episode clearly i can't even i can't even so here okay so there's a lot to unpack here some of it we've already kind of touched on some of it we haven't i'd say we can start with the fact that yes that episode is boring i think that that's just a basic statement to make about it it's a little boring yeah i think I think it's boring because I think that it's it's a setup episode. It feels very much yes. like we are laying the groundwork for what is going to come next, which is more of a deep dive into what is going on with Reed. What did he see when he was a little kid? Now we know that he thinks his dad is involved in some way. So clearly, like, it's all, it's just one of those episodes which you get every once in a while with Criminal Minds where, like... This episode is not really the episode that we're supposed to be excited about because it's laying groundwork mm-hmm. for another episode. And so that's fine, but it's annoying. It's annoying because it's like, ugh, I just got to get through this to be able to get to the next like, one. They do other episodes like this, like before Penelope gets shot, they give right. us a setup episode and they do it better. Mm-hmm. They do a better job. Mm-hmm. Also, at the end of the last episode, that girl was there. The new JJ. Don't you think she would have been like shadowing JJ on this one? That's a good point. Where'd she go? I guess. So well, I mean, marks. I guess like if she's supposed to replace JJ when JJ goes on maternity leave, like JJ's not on maternity leave yet. But to your point, why would you not take the opportunity for her to like watch JJ in action? Right. <laughs> to it's like the fucking FBI. To know what like, she does. Come on. But whatever. That's just a minor oversight. But whatever. So here's another thing that I just thought of that we talked about. I think when we were when we watched the Angel Maker episode, which we said that we were going to pay attention to the female unsubs, which mm. is mm-hmm. are they more boring than the male unsubs? And I would say that this one so far, yes. so far, yes, this one supports that theory, which is yeah. that the reasoning behind. Now, I would say that this. You can make the argument that the whole thing of, like, she thinks they're a baby and, like, it's her baby and, like, she keeps them for seven days. Like, you can make the argument that, like, that's kind of interesting. Yeah. I feel like they they did what they could with they it. They did what they could. and But, again, it's the same kind of thing of, like, if it's a female unsub, it has something to do with a fucking kid or a fucking dude that she was in love with. Like, that is literally yep. it. Which... I mean, I I understand that the science and the actual real life cases do support that kind of thing, but it's boring. It's boring. <laughs> and it feels predictable. Because you less, it's less so 
that you hate her and more that by the end you feel sad for her. Yes. Because it's always something like with male serial killers, it always has to do with one of their personal feelings of inadequacy mm-hmm. or how they were wronged by someone. Like it always has to by do with a something mom or a dad like or, that. Like yeah, they're getting this revenge. Yes. And for women, it's like they're filling this void in the wrong way. In the wrong way. Yeah. Uh, like if they're killing, like, like the Jane the Ripper, she was a little bit more just vengeful and stuff. Mm-hmm. But again, in a way where it's like, no, that makes sense because you didn't prosecute her sexual assault mm-hmm. and like all of that stuff. Right. Like she has, you just, she has trauma. You're still rooting for the with. female unsubs right. at the end of their episodes. Yeah. Whereas it's very, very rare to still be rooting for the male. I mean, I'm not really rooting for the lady. You know what I mean. You know what I mean. Come out of a out of a prison so that she can keep his body in a toy box i'm not really rooting for her and her crazy ass but like i see what you're saying but like you know what i'm yeah you know what i mean it is and you know i guess that's an an interesting kind of way to think about it is like every once in a while you do get an episode of criminal minds where you do kind of feel bad for the unsub i i can think of at least a couple where you're just like this is a person like the freaking Rossi the episode Rossies with the bracelets. And his kids. Yeah. yeah. Like, you're like, this is exactly. this is a man who, like, doesn't, who is, you know, mentally challenged, doesn't understand what he's doing. Like, it's a sad episode overall. Like, right. this is kind of the same thing, which is, like, this is a woman with mental health issues who lost her child or, you know, not to death, but, like, in a different way. And right. now she doesn't really understand what she's doing. Like, it's sad. Um and you're right. It does. I think it does happen with the women unsubs a little bit more than it does with the men. And I think like that's kind of those are kind of the episodes that like kind of like what we were talking about earlier, which is like the unsubs when like there's like kids involved and like the kids are the unsubs. Like it's not really fun to watch because it's just like disturbing and it's usually very grounded in reality. So you're just kind of like this is depressing to me and like really yeah. hard to watch and deal with. Yep. And I think like. The episodes, and this is kind of a two-for-one with this situation, the episodes where you do kind of feel bad for the unsub at the end, like, it's not really satisfying to watch them get caught because you do have that conflicted feeling of, like, but I do feel bad for them. Like, yeah. Yeah. And so it's just kind of, it has a lot, it has a lot of weird mixed up feelings associated yeah. with it. And it's yeah, just kind it of, does. meh. But, and that's what, not what we're coming to Criminal Minds no. for. I'm coming for... I'm coming for the cult leaders. I'm coming for the serial killers yes. with this really crazy MOs. Like I'm coming for who put the lady in the chili. I'm, like, put a- I'm, <laughs> I'm here for, for the cannibals. I'm here for like all of that. Yeah. It's yeah. just, yeah, this one, but you know, I mean, in a show that runs this long, you're going to have this. Oh yeah. Like they're gonna write this episode eventually, yeah. whether you want them to or not, it's right. going to happen. Right. So, well, and we that's, made it through. That that's is it. Yeah, that is a good point, which is that, like, a show like Criminal Minds, like, as as fun as the batshit crazy episodes are, and we're definitely getting more of them more frequently these days by season four, at the end of the day, like, it's a crime procedural that it is at, at least mostly grounded in reality and so you yeah. like you said you they're they're gonna write they're gonna write episodes like this that are really grounded in reality and those are the ones that are the hardest to watch because like the ones that are batshit it's easy to just be like this is a crazy thing that i'm watching on television 
and it's okay yeah. for me to be entertained by it but like episodes like this where it's like kids just being abducted like that shit happens all the time and it's scary and sad and yeah and, and it doesn't end as well as no. it does in this one no for a lot of kids yeah so yeah it's just a uh, kind of episode yeah yeah. But it's setting it's us weird. up it's setting us up for the next episode which I which I do remember a little bit more of and I feel like is a little bit more satisfying cuz we're going to really deep dive into what the fuck is going on with Reed and his repressed memories. Yes. Um it's a little more interesting. It's a little more interesting, but yeah. At least I remember it being more interesting. I'm I a do too. Worried. It's not going to be. Eh, well, it could be one of those episodes where you're like, mm, "Nope, not as good the second time around." Yeah. It's not as good when I you have not. to watch it the second time. It wasn't as interesting. It happens. You know? You can't hit them out it of does. the park every time. You can't. You gotta you, you gotta have those episodes that just kind of, like, hang out in the middle. Just kind of as a, like, meh. Like, okay. Whatever. So. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. That's all I have to say <laughs> Let's switch gears. I think you get to go first. Okay. So. I'm gonna recommend a television show this week. Hmm. I'm not going to recommend The Confession Killer because we're going to talk about it unrelated. So I figured I would give another recommendation. Yes. I've been watching a lot of docuseries after I finished The Confession Killer. She really has, you guys. It's been like a new one every day that she's found. Yeah. So I watched recently. It came out in spring 2020. So I'm a little late to the game, but it didn't make a big buzz in spring 2020. Mm, So there's a reason I missed it, but it's worth it. How to Fix a Drug Scandal. Ah, uh, you mentioned this to me the other day, but we did not talk a lot about it. How to Fix a Drug Scandal. Okay. So it's true crime. There's not murder involved. Okay. Um, But it's so crazy. Is it's this, batshit. Is this Netflix, Hulu? What are we talking? It's a Netflix docuseries. Okay. okay. I believe it's created by a woman. Okay. Which is refreshing. Um, I think it was four episodes. Four, uh, like hour-long episodes okay um it is the story of the early 2010 scandals in massachusetts in two separate labs they had two main forensic labs Mm -hmm. that tested like paraphernalia to see if it was really drugs okay for the police okay um and in each lab, because Massachusetts is small, they only had the two. In each lab, within the same year, they each had their own individual scandals. Okay. In the one that was the Boston side of the state lab, Annie Dukin is just, like, making shit up. Okay. She's just, like, trying to get through as many cases as she can, so she just, like, guesses whether or not oh, it's drug yeah. instead of actually testing it. No, don't and do that. And then on the other side of the state... um. Sonia Farrakh is taking the drugs. Oh. And using them. <laughs> okay. Um, she starts out, I guess, I should have just known this, that like in these labs, they have what they call the standards. So they have access to like the most pure versions of all of these drugs. Oh, right. Because they so have she to be able starts, to test it again something. Right. Exactly. So she starts by just taking meth from the standards. Oh, she goes and straight to the meth. Like she, she doesn't even be like straight oh, to meth. weed first. Like she just goes straight to <laughs> no, meth. No, no, no. Straight to meth. Wow. She loves it. She only does a little bit at first she and then by the end it. she's like making her own crack <laughs> by the end. It escalates. It's 8 years that she is working at this lab. Wow. Um, 
and she starts almost immediately taking meth Holy out shit. of the bottle. And then like like she by the end, like you don't care about her or Annie Dukin. Like you care more about the fucked up shit that the attorney general's office did to cover it all up. Oh sure. Um, oh sure. There's always somebody (laughs) that wants to cover something up. Exactly. Exactly. Because you have this double whammy. Like the Annie Dukin case comes out like at the beginning of the year. Then a couple months later is when the Sonia Farrakh stuff comes out. Massachusetts is like, we haven't solved a drug case (laughs) at all in any of the, anywhere. (laughs) Like tens of thousands of cases have to be dismissed. Like it has fucked everything up. And like, the people of Massachusetts are afraid that, like, all these, like, drug convicts are going to be released. And the lawyers are like, oh they're not, like, God. most of them have, A, already served their sentence. B, drug people are not violent people, usually. No. So, like, um, and so they talk, like, it's just a wild ride. Wow. And, like, sad, like, you're so sad for... More for Sonia Farrakh, not as much for Annie Dukin. You're sad for meth lady? Why are you sad for (laughs) meth lady? Because people go to drugs when they're sad (laughs) and you just feel bad. Okay. And like through the process. (laughs) Right. Like you learn all about her life and there's like a lot of things that are just like you're really sad for her. And she's out of prison now. Like she got out a couple years ago. Um, (laughs) Good for her. Uh, both of them did. They're both out of prison oh, okay. now. Um, it's just, it's twisty turny, but in like a, like mishandling of justice kind of way. Yeah. Not so much in a like, oh, she was under the floorboards this whole time. Like <laughs> none of that. Right. <laughs> so if you ever need like a break from like murder crime, right. but you still want like a fun, true crime, like wild ride. It's four episodes. I watched it. Almost in one day. Okay. Um, I had to stop after three. I but I watched three in a row. Yeah. Um. So that's my recommendation: How okay. to Fix a Drug Scandal. It's on Netflix. It's great. I'm into it. Entertaining. Yeah. By the end of it, I wanted to be a defense lawyer. Oh. Okay. <laughs> I was like, do I apply to law school? Oh my god. It was that kind of thing. No, so I do. It's good. I like. I a, recommend. I like a show like that where you're just like, this is fucking nuts. But also, you're yeah the yeah the kind yeah. of yeah they don't have like sonia farrakh like i was reading about it after the f- they have some of her family members speak like her mom and her sister she mm. doesn't speak but they have an act like they hired someone to reenact her grand jury testimony mm. so you like get her perspective throughout and then i read a thing that the director spoke with sonia mm-hmm. and like she didn't want to be in it right. but they wanted to humanize her and she wanted like to be involved so huh like I understand that, I guess. Okay. okay. Um, so it's interesting. It's fascinating. It just calls into question our entire justice system. Uh, yeah. <sighs> I loved it. It often does. I feel like that's a similar thing with Confessions Killer, where you're just like, "What the fuck <laughs> yeah. is this?" Which we'll get into that in a minute <laughs> after we get past we our uh, our fun fact. Um, yes, please bring on the fun fact. Okay. Um, it's a quick one this week, but, uh, so obviously the whole episode essentially is about Reed and this freaking baby dream. Like we, st- we kick it off with the baby right. dream. It very quickly turns into little kid in the corner with his converse, but you know, same kind of thing. Little kid in the corner is there the whole time. Yes. The baby but, like, just the appears baby, at the end the of baby the baby goes dream. away. There's no more baby. It, it's like, it's the baby is a weird element right, to that. Exactly. 
But what's interesting is so like this whole idea of like Reed having this dream about this baby is actually a callback to season one in the episode The Popular Kids because when they're sitting and it's the Halloween episode and they're sitting and they're talking about all the things that freak them out. He admits to Morgan and JJ that he has a recurring nightmare about a baby he can't save. Oh. And so they bring it full circle three seasons later with this whole thing. And so I think they knew they were doing that or it was just a happy accident. I don't know. And this again, this is one of those things where I wish I could find out more to know, like, yeah, like was that a plan? I I kind of find it hard to believe that they planted that back in season one being like three episodes, three seasons from now, we're going to do this. Or was it more of they were looking for an interesting way to like, you know, do something with a specific team member and somebody remembered like, oh, remember that thing that we like wrote in about this like baby he can't save? What if there's something there and they like plant it? But like, I can't imagine that it's a full accident, but I also can't imagine that it's like a full plan like you know what i mean yeah yeah like, i know what you mean yeah it's like it would be it's yeah it would be too game of thronesy mastermindy writers room to think that Which, they this absolutely is not to think that they planned it back in season one that they were gonna bring it all back around but it does tie back in so i think it's interesting because like if you're not thinking about it and if you've forgotten about that part of season one it's really easy to feel like this whole storyline like really comes out of nowhere but it doesn't technically because it ties back into that whole thing like isn't that weird (laughs) (laughs) so there's a it's so weird there's a fun fact for you that it all comes back around huh way back when well and it's like it's funny because i feel like through the seat like through the episode like we were saying like this feels like very season one-y like he's being very gideon-y like what's happening and like the story really does have its root back in like a very minor plot detail like not even a plot detail really yeah like a weird line just like one one line yeah wow dump 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 dad (laughs) dad dad um so yeah there you go yeah so well fact. all right that is a fun fact fun i say that every week that you is do a fun you're always fact. like that is a fun fact i'm like well yeah but they are they're fun facts that's why we call them that fun facts they yeah. are it's an apt name um okay okay so into a show that we both recommend yes this is another the episode confession killer. where we have a double recommendation if you have not watched the confession killer on netflix you need to stop what you're doing and you need to go watch it. Uh, so I yeah. similarly... Pause this right now because we're going to spoil it. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Pause <laughs> it right now. Go watch Go it. watch. And it's five then... episodes? Uh, six? Six, five. I think. Six. I think it's six. Go okay. watch it and then come back and listen to our commentary on it because I don't want to ruin yes. it every, anything for you. But I also won't be able to avoid it because we have to talk about it. Right. So a similar kind of thing of like you were looking for like a docuseries to watch. I too was looking for just some kind of like true crime docuseries because I tried to watch Evil Lives Here. But I don't have a premium subscription to Hulu. So I couldn't watch that. So then I went to Netflix. So sad. It was so sad. And so I went to Netflix. <laughs> and so I just typed in true crime to the search thing just to see what it was about. And 
found confessions go first i watched murder maps for a little bit and that was just kind of like meh so i gave up on that and went back to the confessions killer the british are boring i know people <laughs> like british crime the british are boring. a lot but i find their crime stories to be boring they're they're kind of okay. boring and i it's like the production value of murder maps is pretty high but it's one of those things where you're just kind of like you guys are like taking the long way of saying something that you could have just said that's a little exactly quicker. why they're boring exactly. that's it yeah that's exactly it yep it takes so long they draw it like really far like way out and you're like okay and they talk it's just, yeah whatever we're not here to talk about murder maps we're talking about confessions killer so for anyone who's not familiar brief synopsis confessions killer is about henry lee lucas which if you are not familiar with henry lee lucas i urge you to a watch confessions killer but also peruse wikipedia because it's something to look at and he's a serial killer from like what like like 60s 70s 60s he goes to prison in the 60s like late 60s i think right yeah for Um, his the murder of his mom yeah and so Anyway, it's this, it's this guy, that Henry Lee Lucas, he's like a renowned serial killer at this point, but because of what is detailed, like because of what happens and is covered in the confessions killer. And he comes in and he just starts confessing to all these crimes. It spirals way the fuck out of control to the point that he like confesses to like 600 murders, like something ridiculous yeah. like that. They just create a factory where he is the scapegoat for all these cases, basically. Because what happens is they arrest him in Texas and he gets put because he's confessed to several murders and there's some that like they're like okay like he he literally leads them to the body so they're like okay like this he killed them like that makes sense and so like he definitely is a murderer i think but like then he gets put into this situation like kelly described it as which is like he basically becomes a factory and they start like parading other law enforcement like from all over the country yeah and they just like in front of him and they're like he'll like and he'll confess and so they convince themselves like he's he's there's this like task force of like texas rangers and this local sheriff and they like convince themselves that he is like responsible for like basically like every unsolved murder in the united states yeah and he'll confess to them and then they'll be like oh my god he confessed but there'll be no other evidence like whatsoever and so right after this goes on for a while select people start to be like this doesn't fucking track like what is going on (laughs) you mean to tell me he's just been zigzagging across the country oh my god the part thousand miles here the part where the journalist is like let's talk about this for a second and he's like (laughs) on this day in march he's in texas he drives two thousand miles to washington state commits a murder there then he turns around and drives sixteen thousand miles to like such and such a place and it's insane and physically impossible and so what happened yeah. they're like he had to have been going 50 miles an hour non-stop he never ate gas, he never slept eat, didn't stop to pee <laughs> he never pooped he still he never make did it. anything like he just drove around and murdered people <laughs> that's literally it but it, so basically what happens is like it it's like people enough people start to be like let's pump the brakes like this doesn't make sense that they start to realize like this doesn't add up there's no way that he's responsible for some of these murders that they have cleared like murders that like of like these are closed cases that are they're like oh he confessed so like check that box like it's over and like you have these families who are like you have some families who are like oh my gosh yes like we believe it like thank you you found the killer like we have closure whatever and then you have 
other families that are like, no, like this doesn't make sense. Like you didn't find my daughter's killer, which means that my daughter's killer is literally just like out there right now because you gave up because you just want to believe that Henry Lee Lucas did it. And so it's this really interesting kind of push and pull because then like the task force and like law enforcement get real uppity about people accusing yeah, they're them. They're basically like, uh, no, he did them all. Okay, whatever. Bye. And they, Close like, the door. they won't even listen to reason. Like they like literally no. like when presented with the facts of like, please explain to me how he did all of this. They're like, well, he just did. And it's like, no, <laughs> like, what are you talking about? <laughs> So you get this, and then like it becomes. Go ahead. (laughs) It becomes clear. So the man Henry Lee Lucas is not um, typically intelligent. No, but he has uh, like a savant style memory Mm -hmm. for like facts and And maps and details. Um, So what becomes evident is a. The people who are coming in to question him for their cases are giving him enough information mm-hmm. that he can fill in the blanks in a way that's going to convince yeah. the police that he did do it. Right. Um, also, they're giving him certain pictures of the crime scenes right. or pictures of certain things that then he'll later reproduce mm-hmm. and it'll be like, oh, he he knew. He drew the map. It's like you showed like him the, the body picture. Was. Like, what are you right. talking about? Exactly. And then it also is kind of insinuated, mildly revealed, that one of the Texas Rangers was giving him the information right. in advance was like as well. feeding him information a little bit. Which is so sick. It's so sick and it's so fucked it's up. It's sad. It's... And then, like... You know, then the question, yeah, the question comes about of like, well, why would he do that? Like, why would he confess to these all of these murders? And it's like because he basically got told very early on, like, if you keep confessing, like, we're going to put off your death row conviction because he'd already been convicted for a murder and put on death row, which that murder, it like every time they showed the images of that body, so orange sad. socks. Yeah. So sad. So, like, disturbing. Yeah. Just the fact that they called her Orange Socks was because so... Because they didn't... Ugh. Yeah, they didn't know who she was. And that's, like, so... They f- don't find out so, who she is until, like, four years ago. Yeah, very recently. But it's also just, like, so 60s and 70s to just be, like, oh, rather than, like, call her Jane Doe or something, let's just give her, like, some weird nickname that we refer to her as. Right. Like, it's fucked up. But, yeah. So, like, it becomes clear that he... Like, while, yes, he's not, like, an evil mastermind genius, like, he's smart enough to understand, like, if I keep confessing to these murders, like, they're never going to execute me because, like, they are going to keep wanting information. And, like, and then he also develops this really weird, fucked up relationship with the law enforcement, like, the rangers and the sheriff. Where, like... And I think like the sheriff and the t- and the rangers convince themselves that like they're like oh we're such geniuses because we're convincing right. him to do these things but it's like no like he's playing you like a fucking fiddle cuz he knows exactly right. what you want to hear and you're all getting famous and you're all getting all famous all of them are getting you're famous. all getting attention there's so many like like gritty photos of them just yes, like standing the like tough guys behind him with their fucking 10 like, gallon hats and their yes, freaking cowboy boots strutting around it's with them ridiculous but yeah it's crazy and then you've got these kind of like other kind of side characters that come into it um that just then it spirals into all these other conspiracies because you get like uh there's they're they 
at some point in the 80s there's a like a da who like says mm-hmm. like pump the brakes like this doesn't make sense and starts to and realizes like something's going on here like we need to investigate the rangers and we need to investigate this task force because like they're mishandling this situation like this can't possibly right. be right and then they retaliate and like his whole life goes yeah. to shit the fbi comes after him it's crazy and it's like so it's so crazy. <laughs> i started watching it and then i told kelly i was like you need to stop what you're doing right now and you need to watch this show and it's one of those things where like the first episode is kind of like straightforward true crime docuseries like you're just right. kind of like okay it basically covers how they get him right. to be arrested and you're like okay and like this is interesting from a until true that crime. point it is crimes he's committed yeah. like he did kill his mom right for sure. and you're just kind of like all right that's fine it's interesting but it's just kind of your basic true crime thing and then like as it goes the story just twists and turns and in so, so many unexpected ways. <laughs> I was shocked to learn I was dead. Oh, my God. Yeah. So then, like, the whole. And then that's not even Becky. Oh, yeah. Like, that's a huge spoiler alert. But at one point, they think that one of the victims that he's been convicted of killing is actually alive. And then they have, like, a weird Anastasia moment where they're like, is it her? Is it Becky? Like, could it be? And then it's like, no, it isn't. And it's so (laughs) crazy. It's so crazy. It's it's just nuts. So, like, please watch it. I need everyone to watch it. You will not be disappointed. It's insane. It's so wild. But then, like, then, like, the last episode, I think, is what is it all, like, the last episode, I feel like all of the kind of like crazy bullshit kind of like dies down and you yeah. really get the sense of just how truly ultimately tragic the whole thing is because right. the last episode really, oh, it just focuses on the families that that still want answers and the families who once it becomes pretty clear to everyone that this whole thing was bungled, you have all of these families who are left in the wake of like... Either we never believed that he did it or we thought we had closure and now you're, now we find out that we didn't and we find right. out that we were lied to. And what's... They do... They have one woman on... They talk to... They introduce a handful of women at the beginning of that episode mm-hmm. who, at the beginning, they make it seem like they really believe he did it. Mm-hmm. But by the end, there's one woman who they end up... Like, she realizes that it wasn't Henry Re- Lee Lucas... Mm-hmm they like dna testing comes into play right that's what really changes the game and starts to prove that like he definitely didn't do it but then they give the statistics at the end which is like of the however many hundreds that he confessed to they've only been able to clear 20 with dna which is crazy they've convicted other people in Mm -hmm. only 20 of these cases and most precincts most police stations don't want to reopen right. these cases and it's really sad and which and is it's sad and it's another thing like kind of what you were speaking to with um the one that you just recommended which is like it makes you like once you get past all of the this is fucking wild like what the fuck kind of things when you really start to think about it it's so frustrating to hear things like that about our justice system and people in our justice system who work for our justice system. Because I think like we all want to believe that the people who work in our justice system are like upstanding upright people who are going to do the right thing and like fight for the truth. 
And when you find these stories and you hear these stories of like them just taking the easy road or whatever is the more convenient answer, it's so frustrating to think. Yeah. And it's so frustrating to like watch that happen to victims and their families to be like, like that's not justice and that's not it's like and we've talked about that within the context of even like fictional episodes of criminal minds like the local detectives that are like we have our guy like he did it and it's like no you can't that's not that doesn't serve anything because right clearing the case and putting that check mark next to it to say solved means nothing if the real person is still out there like and it's so i was re-listening I was listening to our episode where we you talk about I'll be gone in the dark yeah and we talk about how like he got to live his life by the time they caught him like this is the situation that's happening for these 20 people that got arrested they had 30 years where Henry Lee Lucas was taking the fall for their crime yeah that they just lived their lives and then you have hundreds more that are still doing it because they right. ha- because they won't reopen the case or they don't have the dna to actually be able to test it against anything and those people who have a killed people already and maybe killed more who knows right are out there just like living their life or committing other crimes or like whatever and it's like that's the definition of fucked up like and it's like yeah that's the part that's really disturbing it's so disturbing upsetting and it's like i think what's interesting about confessions killer is like this idea that you know they spend a lot of time in the early episodes like really you know putting henry lee lucas forward as like just the boogeyman like this idea that he is like this quintessential serial killer and it's like this this like this phantom in the dark who's just like murdering people on the side of the road left and right and it's like it's not to say that he wasn't an evil person and like he certainly was responsible for killing um lots of people or some people but like you know it's it's almost a scarier notion to think that like like crime like that in this country is not at the hands of like a few serial killers it's at the hands of like people who like are just kind of like floating out around us like they're not like because like you look at Harry Lucas he's got his fucking snaggle tooth and his like his like droopy eye and apparently he (laughs) smelled really shitty like he smelled terrible like they talk a lot about how bad he smelled like and it's like it's easy to look like we they talk about this on criminal minds like it's easy to look at people like that and be like he's someone I want to stay away from like that's he's a threat to me but it's scarier to think about the ones that blend in and don't right the ted bundy the ted bundy's and like they do they bring up ted bundy just a little bit mm-hmm. at the beginning to be like yeah he killed a lot of people but maybe henry lee lucas killed 600 people right, so right ugh. well and it's interesting to think about it too because like yeah like henry lee lucas being caught and all of this phenomenon happening like in late 60s early 70s like we've talked about this before that is a time period when there is just like this idea of the serial killer is really coming to the fore for the first time right and so this idea there's like a national national obsession with it right and then at this point and then he very quickly becomes like the serial killer of all serial killers because he just keeps confessing to all of these crimes and then in the end it's like well no like that's not actually he's just this sad little man he's just this like who killed his mom his girlfriend and a random old lady fucked up pathetic man who definitely did some terrible things but also like 
was manipulated into a situation where he was willing to confess to a murder so he would get a strawberry milkshake after dinner. Like, it's just crazy. And it is, it's like these, you, they play like clips of him, you know, being interviewed by different law enforcement and things. And it's like, it's so obvious that the questions are leading. Cause like they'll, yeah. and it's like, I could do the same thing, which is like, he, it's how Teresa Caputo pulls off her <laughs> freaking medium shit. Right. Cause she's reading the way that you like, react. Like people give you clues yeah. in the way that they talk. Well, because like they show one that really sticks out in my mind. Of, Cause well, the other thing is they would drive him around to crime scenes and be like, well, tell us what you remember from this. And he would just start pointing shit out and be like, oh yeah, yeah. But then they would be like, well, what? and then what did you do to the body? Did you did you turn it over or did you leave it there? And then he'll be like, oh, well, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I definitely turned it over. And it's like, duh. Like, like he knows that that's what you you're... wouldn't ask that question right. unless that happened. You would not ask, did you turn it over if that was not what you were thinking? Has If you haven't already in your mind believed that that's what happened. So he's just confirming. And then there's that one where... It's like uh like a the news is asking him questions mm-hmm. and he says something that's not the right thing. Yeah. The right detail. And Bob Prince, who's the ranger that was closest to him yeah. and like in charge of it all. Yeah. Not Bob Prince, uh Jim Boutwell. Yeah. Jim Boutwell goes, No, that's not what you did. You did this. Yeah. And like And he's like directly oh, right, 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 like, right. No, it was like this. And then he's like, Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's like, Oh, Sorry, right, yeah, right. Sorry, yeah, yeah. yeah, like I messed up. It's like Oh, my God. At one point, he tells a Japanese film crew that he drove to Japan. Right. Yeah, he's, I got some of them over there, too. Yeah, he's like, I killed people I, over in I your drove country. there. And they're like, oh, like, how did you get there? A very, very poor man from Jacksonville, Florida, that we're pretty never sure been has on never an airplane. left the country. And they asked him how he got there, and he goes, well, I drove. And it's like, oh, <laughs> my God. Like, how was that not the end? How is but that not the I end? don't really know where the Japanese film crew actually falls in the timeline of the task force. I think it's pretty early. But I it's yeah, yeah it's it's cra- <laughs> it's just crazy. And it's it's just so like I feel like like it's sad and you don't want to believe that would happen or like it's unbelievable. A little bit I feel like that wouldn't happen anymore. Well, the DNA thing definitely a few reasons. Helps. Yeah. I think like, you know, it is hard it is it's easy to forget sometimes for those of us who follow true crime and listen to stories like this. It is easy to forget sometimes that like the DNA thing like is a very new technology. And it's like I like I'll be gone in the dark. Golden State Killer is a perfect example of that of like we're just now at a place where the technology is available and affordable to be able to like use on a large scale to be able to go back and start testing cold cases and so it's like, yeah, like 1968, they literally had nothing else. And so, you know, yeah, I think we would like to believe that now, like, the, there's better practices that you wouldn't just, like, somebody confesses, you wouldn't just take the confession. Because right. that's the other thing is that in, like, most of the cases that he ends up confessing to that they close because he does, they flat out will be like, no, like, there was literally not a shred of evidence that he did it other than him saying, I did it. And it's like, right. that wouldn't stand up in a courtroom. Like, because that right. would just be hearsay. But, but they, they never went. It doesn't always need to go to court, right. too. And they never take it to court. That's the thing. And that's the catch, which is that they don't take it to court 
because they had already convicted him. He already had been convicted of enough crimes and was, you know, on death row and then had a bunch of other life sentences. And so it wasn't even worth the cost of like taking him to court for most of these cases. And so they would just be like, well, he confessed like, all right. And then like that was it. The burden of proof was on that. And that was it. And also, as I learned in how to fix a drug scandal, <laughs> yes, even if you take it to court, if you have someone that's going to plead guilty right away, right. they won't, they don't, there's no jury. You don't need to bring, right. you don't need to bring in, right. you won't have this back and forth and you don't need to bring in exactly. all of the evidence and you don't need to necessarily have that burden of proof and that's, because and that's what's, it's not going to go down like that's that. That's what's so interesting is like our justice system is designed on the idea, you know, of like proven until or like innocent until proven guilty but there's it's it's all prefaced on this idea that someone is not going to want to confess to something that they didn't do and so the criminal justice system our criminal justice system doesn't work for someone like henry lee lucas who is literally willing to stand up and be like "Uh uh-huh i did it i did it i did it and he like (laughs) he doesn't give a shit but then there's there's like multiple times throughout the show where he does say they i lied like he tries to admit that he lied he has like a a change of heart when he realizes it's more pleasing to lawyers Mm -hmm. or more pleasing to the public for him to say that he didn't do it because they say time and time again he's just a people pleaser he's just trying to say what you want yeah to hear yeah um so he switches yeah and spends the rest like he after, like, the task force and everything wraps up and he's just, like, hanging out in prison. Yeah. Like, he's doing these interviews where he's just, like, they told they fed me the information. Right. Like, they fed me the information. I confessed all these things. I didn't do them. But it's, like, by then his credibility's fucking shot. So nobody knows what right. to fucking believe. Like, and he has... Which already he, he shouldn't. Well, no. But and it's, like, he has, like, multiple defense lawyers at various points through his life so it's very interesting to see like different lawyers that he had at different times like talk about him right and it's like the de- i think the, like the last defense lawyer lawyer he has um when he's on death row um she like makes a joke about how like you can't believe anything that henry says because like you never know like he could tell you one thing the next like one day and the next day he'll tell you the exact opposite and it's yeah. like what the fuck <laughs> But then he has defense lawyers, like, earlier on that they interview quite a bit who, like, flat out is, like, this was the craziest thing that I've ever done because, like, I knew he didn't do it. And I couldn't get him. They would say he would, like, tell them he didn't do it. Yeah, and they'd be like, okay, well, Or they have evidence that he, like, alibis and lots of documentation to put up. And he was like, no, I don't want that. I don't want to testify. No. Like, I want to be put on death row. And they're like, no, like, it's, like, it's batshit insane it's yeah. batshit insane and it's <laughs> it's just crazy so i mean we could probably talk about it forever but like you have to watch it everybody watch it yeah it's so crazy i was like honestly at the end of it i was like i want more of the confessions killer i don't know what else there is left to say but i want to know more about this whole thing because it's so yeah you really love it it's so crazy but anyway there's your no, there's your other recommendation. So you can go the watch How to Fix a Drug Scandal, and then you can mm-hmm. watch Confessions Killer. And by the end of it, you'll just be like, "What the fuck?" Like, yeah, what the fuck you're is like, happening in Massachusetts? At first, you're like, "Oh, I'm glad I don't live in Texas because 
they're all crazy. Like, sometimes I'm like, I live in the mid-Atlantic. Like, things are better up here. <laughs> like, I don't know. You think of Texas as, like, they have their own law. It's the wild, wild west. <laughs> like, death row. They have the death penalty and they love it. <laughs> in Pennsylvania, not quite the same. <laughs> and so sometimes I'm like, okay, good. And then I watch, like, How to Fix a Drug Skin. And, like, at the first episode, they're like, yeah, people think of us as, like, this liberal place. Like, like everybody's cool blah 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 like we're really progressive but like criminal justice system fucked up but i think still pretty archaic that's the that's the kind of horrifying thing that comes out of shows like that which is like it really could it can happen anywhere because at the end of the day humans are fallible and like humans are not perfect and so like mistakes get made people do the wrong thing they make the wrong decision they open up that meth drawer and they're like i'm just gonna take a little little taste and then next thing you know they're doing they're tasting all the drugs and it's just like <laughs> and then it's wild she does them all it's crazy i think insane. there were a handful she was like i wasn't gonna do that one it truly always the the escalating straight to meth thing i think is always always crazy in my mind because i'm just like meth is well, bad she, so she so she talks about it a little bit in her grand jury testimony um about like why she went straight to meth like she was very smart she was like her high school valedictorian like did really well in college like got her first chem lab job like right out of college went straight to this other lab like so she just done her research already to be a bad girl and go straight to she knew she knew what would happen if she took it she had thought about experimenting before so she was like this is the time to do it like i'm desperate enough and like bored enough and like i'm the only person here in this lab like there's a lot of like diving into like why the fuck was she able to do right and no one noticed (laughs) and she she starts small like she just does like one drop of meth just to see like it was what liquid it's like. meth so she just takes she she says i took a dropper and i just dropped one drop on my tongue and that was it i just felt elevated she says wow. and so she just like gets her work done yeah and like is doing her stuff and so she just like really likes that feeling so she keeps going back to it yeah but then eventually she switches to cocaine when she's used too much meth that it would be noticeable <laughs> that some was missing so then that like she'll like she talks about like i used up all of this so i had to switch to this and then i used up all of that so she's like to that. and that's when like, i started methodical about it yes she is like the whole time you're like okay i get it like you definitely like knew what you were doing right. like it wasn't until like the end that you like really just like had crossed a line right and you and she like describes anymore. the first time that she like cuts open an evidence bag oh shit to take those drugs oh yeah and then she talks about how she like rigged this like schedule so she'd be there when they got like a big drop and like oh it's god. wild. Oh my god. It's <laughs> so crazy. It's fun. I don't know. It's, it's fun. fun. <laughs> it's because fun. nobody dies. Like yeah. there is that little bit it's not levity because there are like tens of thousands of people that are out of prison and then go back and like they talk yeah. about that. Um but like it's less. I don't it's, know. The it's stake, a drug. It's drug crime. The stakes are different when it's not. The stakes are different. It's not murder. Also, fun fact about Sonia Farak: she was 
a female football player for her high school team. Oh. She was the first woman in Rhode Island to play football for their high school football team. Okay, Sonia. And she wasn't she wasn't the kicker, which I feel like is what happens a lot yeah. these days. Yeah, like yeah, yeah. my high school my high school is if I still go there. <laughs> <laughs> Where I teach mater. marching band, they have a female kicker. Yeah. Um she was like a linebacker. Damn. Like a like defensive line. Like, oh. <laughs> she's like super tall. And she, she, they show like an interview with her in high school. And they're like, why did you want to be on the line? She's like, I just like hitting people. <laughs> Sonia sounds fun. She sounds like. She looks fun. I don't know. She sounds like, I a, would fun, hang out with her, like I think. a fun chick who is maybe going to do some <laughs> bad things. But. She's, she's she's just kind of sad. She doesn't give a fuck. That's for sure. She doesn't. No. Damn. Yeah. Wow. So, whew. well, there you go. Well, that's our episode. Lots of lots of fun recommendations for you for whatever you're looking for to entertain you next. Um, yeah, those are now, Kelly and Kelsey approved. Yeah, I'm gonna transition us to review corner. <gasps> right, because you may have forgotten because it's been almost a I week since this new review rolled in. Did forget. I did forget. But we have a new review, guys. We do. From a friend named Dana Paul 21. Are you related? Just, just, it took me <laughs> all, like, literally till just as you said it to be like, <laughs> are we related? I don't know. I saw it and I was like, huh, I wonder if the, <laughs> she's related to Steven. I, who knows? And then I was like, but I don't know that name. So it's no, not a family member I've ever heard of. It immediately jump out to me, but I don't know. <laughs> all right. Dana Paul 21. The subject line is new best friends. Yay. Five stars, of course. <laughs> Guys, come on. <laughs> Here we go. It's a long and delightful reveal. <laughs> I am thoroughly enjoying binging this podcast while at work. I love Criminal Minds and can only talk about it and other true crime things to friends and family for so long before they think I'm a serial killer. That's very true, guys. I love listening to this and feeling like I'm watching with friends who understand my love of this show. I would love to hear more fun facts about the episodes or actors and wouldn't mind if you guys pause the show to give more commentary throughout. Otherwise, great job and you've gained a subscriber. Thank you, Dana. Welcome. Welcome, Dana. Thank you for being here today. You are an imaginary pal. You are an imaginary pal. Um, Yeah, thank you for the review. We really appreciate it. And we totally get it. We've been there. We have tried to talk yeah. to our significant others and other people about criminal minds, and they think it's an, they don't want to talk about it anymore. Correct. <laughs> Correct. <laughs> so we totally get it. So thanks for joining us in the Imaginary yeah, Pals. Um, also, we did talk about it. We would love to like pause and just do more commentary like throughout the episode, but we're pretty sure the episodes would be like three hours long. Because it would take us, we would never. Finish. We would take. It would take us so long to get through an episode of the show, just based on how much we ramble at the ends. Right. Like, right. Yeah. Yeah. It would be so long. Um. But we do appreciate that. We appreciate that you want to listen to us talk about. Criminal we love Minds the constructive more. criticism, we as we are always trying to improve. We do. Um. And you're you're starting to get more fun facts because I'm at this point I'm tend to give <laughs> Kelsey just throwing out I tend two, to give three, three two, four three. five I don't think I've reached five <laughs> but I someday sometimes it's hard to someday choose. you're gonna do a marathon fun fact I section. had one short and sweet fun fact this week that I was know it. I was almost disappointed <laughs> okay well next week maybe I'll have multiple I don't know um but anyway yeah thanks for the review yeah, Dana so leave us a review if you're a friend who hasn't left a review yeah. Um. Yeah. Also, we should mention 
our um, podcast is a little easier to find these days. Uh, if you search Criminal Minds on Apple Podcasts, and I would imagine it would work the same way on Spotify anywhere, or anywhere correct. now. Um, we've added the Criminal Minds podcast part of our uh, our podcast title to the actual title that you search when you're looking on a platform. So yes. um, if you are recommending to a friend or like whatever, you can just tell them if they search Criminal Minds on whatever platform they choose, we should pop up that way now. So yeah, if they, we're in there now. If they can't remember what the episode or what the what the podcast is called necessarily, if they but they remember it's about Criminal Minds, you can search us that way now. Um, yeah. So hopefully that will help us make us easier to find to get new imaginary pals yeah dude we're always expanding the imaginary realm but um as we beg you every time it does help us also get more imaginary pals if you do us the service of leaving us a review hitting subscribe um those platforms that you listen on keep track of things like that so um it helps us get noticed by other people um and helps us continue to grow which we appreciate um i love growing i love growing (laughs) um so yeah and then of course as always you can follow us on social media to get additional little content here and there kelly threw a poll out on instagram the other day i was feeling poly you know you just never know what might might come about on the socials yeah um so you can follow us at the unknown subject podcast on instagram and you can follow us uh on twitter at unknown sub pod Ooh, ooh. Ooh, ooh. Um, did i tell you but, yeah. i so you know how like we were riding back and forth in ohio all the time recently mm. um i would sit in the back we would go in my sister you would sit band. in the back i would sit between my two oh nibbles. right when you're my all niece on one side <laughs> when you're all driving together <laughs> i thought that you meant when you and Cassie were driving from Pittsburgh to Ohio. <laughs> Chauffeur that style. She would drive and you would sit in the back. And I was going to be like, no. what the fuck? Why? When we're all going. Sure. Okay. Yes. And so I would, you know, Jackson is uh, a little less than two years old. So it's about an hour and a half car ride. I got to keep that boy entertained. Yeah. So a few weeks in, I started to just like be like at the beginning of the road trip to get him hyped up for the road trip. I'd be like, <laughs> If you're ready for a car ride, say woohoo. <laughs> and so now, Jackson, who screams at the top of his lungs most of the time, very quiet, like medium volume will go woohoo. <laughs> and it's so cute. I can't handle it. That's adorable. That's so woo-hoo. funny. So now when I say woohoo, I just woo-hoo. picture my little nephew. That's amazing. Going woohoo. Woo-hoo. I love that. That's fantastic. And then, like, as soon as the car pulls away, he's screaming. Yeah, then he's like, this stops being fun (laughs) after the woo-hoo. I hate it. I hate it. Yeah. I'm going to drop my cup on the other side of the car. Kelly, you can't get it. I can't be consoled. Oh, always. Classic two-year-old move. Quinn used to do this thing where she'd have, like, a tiny Elsa, like, you know, like a little figurine or something. Yeah. And she'd drop it. And then she'd just be like, Elsa! you're like oh my god i can't reach it but you also don't need it like you're fine (laughs) yeah it's ridiculous (laughs) car rides with nuggets it's amazing um it is and then they fall asleep and you're just like "Mm -hmm, you're so cute (laughs) you're so cute it's so quiet it's so great i want i'll (laughs) have to tell you about this silly thing now that we're talking about nieces and yeah i was like this the two of us could go on and on this is not on topic anymore (laughs) very quick very quick my nephew when he falls asleep in the car in his car seat his head flops forward sure. 
uh, which worries his parents um, that he might, I don't know, choke or something. Uh, yeah. Um, so they bought this thing that wraps around his head to keep his head up. Oh, no. <laughs> it's, it's like a little, like, like a like elastic a band. for his forehead? <laughs> yeah. It just goes on his forehead. <laughs> just holds Does his it head bug up. him? It's like, does he not soul. like it? Or, like, I feel like well, if I the was only a kid, I've s- I would be like, get this the fuck off of me. Like, I'm already well, in a I've car I've only seat. seen it in action, like, put on after he's fallen asleep oh, okay. so he doesn't notice. Okay. And then I he never put it on. How horrifying to wake up and be st- have your head, <laughs> head is strapped backwards, like so that you can't move. <laughs> yeah, usually if I'm riding back there, I'm not trying to like dig around and find that thing, so I just hold his head up with my hand. Oh, that's nice. Yeah. That's a nice ant thing to be like. My arm will be tired by the end of this. Yeah, but I will. He'll be graduating college and be like, I used to hold your head up in the car. <laughs> All right, sir. <laughs> right, sir. <laughs> That's love right there. You remember this feeling? And I just put my hand on this forehead again. <laughs> yes. And then like read with his like weird repressed memories. He's just going to be like, oh my yeah. God, I do just, remember like, flashes that. flashes back to those car rides and whatever he was dreaming He's going to be like, sometimes I wake up in the middle of the night and I just have my hand on my forehead <laughs> and I don't know why. <laughs> and that's why. <laughs> oh, it's funny all right well all as right. we approach two hours we should probably wrap this probably. up probably um well anyway thank you for being here today thank you for being here today uh, we'll be back next week with a whole new episode yeah, of the unknown subject um woohoo. Woo-hoo. but as they say when they catch the unsub it's, it's over, over.